Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Figueroa and Megan Finner. Are you ready to be inspired? Hello, and welcome to Uphill Conversations. I am your host, Tim. And I'm Megan. And we're glad you can join us as you are living your life and heading toward your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And oh yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So Megan, what's going on? Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm just jamming to this new intro music. (laughs) It's a pretty cool track. So I don't know if anyone has paid that close of attention to our show notes, but my fabulous co-host here is the one who put this music together. Yeah, I kind of went a little mad scientist. (laughs) It was fun. It was fun. It was like a little process. Pull out all my stuff and had to like create some virtual instruments and stuff like that. But it was fun. I had a good time doing it. It was like, because you know, but the bad part is when you're making music like that, you start going, does this work? Like I have, I'm not going to tell you (laughs) because you, you probably like, okay, that's excessive, but I guess that's how I am. (laughs) But I have like maybe 20, like it's like version one, version two, but of different types. Mm -hmm. So there's more for me to even surprise you with (laughs) that you haven't heard yet. I just got them in the hopper. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, anyways, I just wanted to point that out because this you. new music has been on since our anniversary. Yes. And so um, I just wanted to make sure that people saw that because I, I think it's very cool that we have original music. That's right. Yeah. And this is episode number 56, by the way. It is. Five, six. Five, six. Uh, and we have a great guest to um, share with you today, Allison Carmen, And she really digs into this whole idea of the gift of maybe. Uh, but before we get into that, I have a question for Tim. I'm ready for your question. <laughs> I've made, so we've done our year. Mm-hmm. And now that we're doing random questions, I'm just going to be like straight up ready. <laughs> okay. All right. So Tim, would you rather be attacked by a big bear or a swarm of bees. Man, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a choice. Uh, <laughs> am I near water? Uh, no. Oh, so I have to go through the whole attack. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay, I think I'll take the bear. Okay, why? I will take the bear because I could play dead, uh-huh. and maybe he'll leave me alone. Maybe. Um, I mean, I did see the movie The Revenant, so I might survive. <laughs> I may have a knife on me. Mm-hmm. The bees, I can't hit all of them. <laughs> and no matter what I do, if they're attacking, there's no water. I mean, how? what am I going to do? Yeah. If I run with the bear, he'll chase me. Right. If I run with the bees, they're going to chase me. Yeah. But if there's no water, and if there's water and there's a bear... Oh, he's still coming. And I'm alive. So he's right. like, oh, just still. Yeah. <laughs> so not making light of anyone that's been attacked by either. No. I think I would, uh, I think I'm going to take my chance with the bear. Okay. Because I have some ground skills. 
The bee. I mean, what are you gonna do? You can take a bee down, grab yeah. him by his wings. Oh, there's what ten thousand others. Yeah, it makes, doesn't it kind of make you think of the bee movie? You know how like the oh, they're yeah. kind of cute little guys. They in are, that, no, you know. not when they're attacking you. No, that whole little Jerry Seinfeld. Voice yeah, but, thing but remember work. how like the one guy he got really mad and then he like oh yeah he stung yeah. the guy and he had to wear the donut. And he had to sit on the donut. Yeah, but if I was a bee though, <laughs> yeah, I would want to like the bee movie. Yeah, I'd want to be those guys that collect that pollen. There's mm-hmm. no way I could just do those other jobs. No. What about the pollen you? collectors are pretty sweet. Where they they had the little uniforms, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and well, the thing is, I'm not that tall, <laughs> so I wouldn't have you know that look. I'd right. be more like the Jerry Seinfeld bee that went out there. Well, I think I'd be a little bit more smoother than him. Yeah, maybe a little bit. This, oh, just a little. <laughs> but yeah, I'll take the grizzly, and okay. um, my chance is there. Okay, big bear. That's a good right. question. Yeah. Well, is it a grizzly or black bear? It just says a big bear. Whew. Man. Okay. Yeah. So that's just a question that's hypothetical. Right. And so, no. Yeah, it has nothing to do with any sort of real life. I'm not, yeah, because I don't want to be, yeah. No. No. Don't wanna, I don't want to do it either. No. But if I'm going to be attacked by bees, I want to be by water. Okay. I'll try to arrange that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so just always, if you know I'm going somewhere, there might be some bees, bring a little kiddie pole. Right. Just a little one with <laughs> Just you. a little small pole. But no, you got to carry a bull right. of water. Because what, right. what's good is going to be the pool if I have the pool and there's no water? <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. in trouble. You're in trouble Well, I could way, flip I it over. You're in trouble either way, I think, in either of those situations. Like, neither one is good. No. So, no. okay, that's a okay, that's a good question, and wow. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to our guest that we have um, on the show today. Allison Carmen. Allison Carmen. And I'm glad we could have a little bit of humor because, um, so today is... September 11th. And I think it's really interesting that we interviewed Allison leading up to um, the show airing on this day. Uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe in fate. I think that it just lined up that way. And um, and I think this is a really great guest to have um, as we're as we're on September 11th. So obviously, you know, here in the United States, um, there was a significant tragedy that happened um, on this date back in 2001. But uh, I think it's really interesting looking at this whole concept of maybe um, when we are reflecting back on the events of September 11th. Yeah. And it's the gift of maybe. Mm -hmm. And she's a New Yorker. She lives in New York. And so, you know, this is, you know, it's like you said, it's not a fate thing. It's just the way it landed. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for me, it's kind of like a divine appointment, you know, and I think it fits. But that whole gift, the concept of the gift of maybe is helping you to shift and look at things differently. And, um, and then even one of the questions that we asked, you know, of her or to answer, um, was about her optimism. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that she's optimistic about is, you know, the world, right. Even though we see all the kind of crazy stuff that we see going on right now, She's just very optimistic, and I think that that goes alongside or actually, you know, um, tucks nicely into this whole gift of maybe concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we don't um, wa- want to spoil all the great stuff that is in this episode with Allison Carmen, uh, but we just really know that you will enjoy it and uh, really take heart and listen to some of the things that she has to say because I think that it does really help um, people to sort of move forward. And even when we're faced with these different situations, it's a whole idea of, you know, just because one thing happened one way doesn't mean that it will continue to happen that way and just the idea of optimism and being open-minded 
Right. And the, and the thing is, is we, we, everyone pursues certainty, but this whole gift of maybe is all about uncertainty yes, and how to deal with it, which yeah. is awesome. Embracing it. Embracing it. Right. So, Hey, any of you that want to connect with us, please do so at Tim at uphillconversations.co or Megan at uphillconversations.co. Please go to our Facebook um, page, like, share. Um, we would love that. Um, Uphill Conversations on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at Uphill Conversations. No, it is not. It is at Uphill Combo. That was a faux pas by moi. <laughs> it kind of rhymed, see? It did. And um, so, yeah, we would love that. You push that out. But, hey, listen, also go to the show um, on iTunes or on Stitcher and rate and review. We would really appreciate that. That always helps us with our efforts for continuous improvement. So without any further delay, let's jump into this wonderful conversation with our new friend, Allison Carmen. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the show. How is everything going in your world? Everything's going wonderfully. How about you? Everything here is actually, it's going great. Let's just jump right in. Um, I, it was really fortunate that we got connected with you and uh, I actually got a copy of your book, uh, The Gift of Maybe, and read through that and I, I was really intrigued by just the whole the whole idea of of that and um, particularly how you started it off with the whole idea of an addiction to certainty. And in your book, um, you say that basically what that is, is you're continually um, sacrificing your goals and your desires in an effort to feel safe and secure. So let's just jump into that. Um, I would love it if you could just share with our guests a little bit about that whole idea of being addicted to certainty. Um, sure. Well, I could give you a great example through my own life. I always say that I was addicted to certainty. If I didn't know what was going to happen next in my life, I projected things were going to be bad or they weren't going to work out. And I think a lot of us have this addiction in our society. We're so scared of what's going to happen tomorrow. We're so frightened because we just want to know because deep down we feel we're not okay. And I think people project, they, they write, and what we do in order to make ourselves feel better is we write stories about what needs to happen. We could say, I need to have this job till I retire, or I need to have this amount of money in the bank when I'm 50, or my child needs to go to this college for everything to be okay. And we hold on to these stories um, as if that's what's going to happen. And the minute things don't work out as planned, we don't get that, uh, we don't have that money, we lose our job, our child doesn't get into that college, we start to spin out of control. And we start to say life's not working out. But really what's happening is something else is about to, to come into our lives, but we're so scared we shut down. And in my life, that's how I lived most of my life. I was always so afraid that something bad was going to happen that I really couldn't explore my best life, my best self. And it got to a point that I started to get sick. I didn't feel well until one day I heard this beautiful story about this Taoist farmer. And this farmer had a horse and his horse ran away. And his neighbor came by and said, you have the worst luck. And the farmer said, maybe. And the next day, the horse came back with five mares. And the neighbor came by to the farmer and said, you have the best luck. And the farmer said, maybe. But the next day, the farmer's son fell off the horse and broke his leg. And the neighbor comes by and says, you have the worst luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But the next day, the army comes to take the son to war, but they can't take him because his leg is broken. And the neighbor comes by to the farmer and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. And for me, when I heard that story, I actually felt a pop in my chest because I was so sure the minute life didn't work out the way I thought, I was doomed. 
But this idea of maybe made me see, well, maybe things aren't so bad and maybe things will get better and maybe everything's okay. And it, it sounds so simple, just this little word, but it takes you from this cramped place in your mind where you're so sure life's not going to work out to this open place where you're willing to engage and, and have a different kind of presence and openness to all that can be. And it really just changed my life. And it really, I, I, don't, I can't say I, I healed my addiction, but it definitely brought me to a new place of hope and possibility in my life. That's a, that's a, a great um, story, obviously, to help illustrate um, your learning and your growth. You know, I, I, as I'm listening to that, it, you know, the, far, the farmer's neighbor, you know, that's something you can count on. The world is like that neighbor <laughs> that's just daily coming to you and to say, uh, worst luck, best luck, worst luck, best luck. It always and you always feel and people get caught in the conundrum of the words of others or the situations uh, um, that happen that are outside of our control. And, um, and I think that's the whole thing with certainty. Certainty could also provide you the illusion that you have control. Um, and, and so let, can we talk a little bit about that control? Um, when you were in that spot of, you know, you were addicted to certainty, you know, scared of tomorrow, all of that, how much was that? Do you feel uh, for yourself, um, was that more just the control or was it really just the all consuming fear of the unknown? Wh- which one would you say you were more on the side of? Cause some people it's more of, they need to be in control and others, it's just more of, it's the security. It's the sense that I'm going to be okay. It was definitely more fear-based for me. I think ultimately they're, they're very much related because when you want control, it's because you're afraid that if you don't have control, things aren't going to be okay. So I was definitely fear-based. I was always worried that the minute life didn't look like it was going my way, I just kind of shut down and the fear took over. So that's how I, you know, it's so funny. I just heard this great quote, um, uh, by Rinpoche, and he said, the bad news is you're always falling. The good news is there's no place to land. Wow. Isn't that a great quote? <laughs> Meaning like there's always uncertainty. And I think we're so scared that the minute something doesn't work out, we're going to crash. Mm-hmm. So if we could kind of get more comfortable with the idea that things are always changing, things are always moving, but it doesn't mean it's the end of the line. It doesn't mean it's game over. It doesn't mean it's doom and gloom. So I just love that quote. I just read it the other day. It just kind of makes you feel like, okay, I can keep this feeling like I, I don't make, I might not have a place to stand, but that's okay. Right. And it's, it's, and it's fine to be okay. That's what I, you know, I try to encourage folks with that, you know, that, you know, to me, there's, you know, there's a reason not to get up and a reason to get up. And what I like is that, you know, that quote actually gives you more of a reason to get up, you know, and it gives you permission to say, hey, this is a new day, new opportunities. And I think it helps you with, um, I think, getting a better grip on what awareness is um, and pulling things into your awareness so that you can actually be a little bit more alert, um, more inquisitive, more curious, um, and move you into things that are going to be a lot more productive. Um, there, there's a movie called The Hollers. Have you ever seen that movie? The Hollers, H-O-L-L-A-R-S? I have not seen it. It's a really good movie. And one of the lines in the movie that I thought was powerful was, you know, the 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 mom had said to one of her children, you know, you know he would always wonder, like, how's you know, how will I know it's going to be okay? And what she would say, you'll know you're okay when you get there. And she put the emphasis on the journey. You know, take this trip. That's how you'll know. 
And everybody is looking for that answer in advance. And let me ask you a question in your estimation. Do you really feel like people will perform better if they already have the answer, if they know that it'll always be all right? Do you think they would bring their best work forward or their best self out? Well, the, the answer, no, I mean, the most beautiful part in life is that we don't know, right? The most right. beautiful part is that we're willing to be in this moment and to be so open to all that's possible. That's the only way we're going to grow as human beings. That's the only way we're going to create new things in our lives, new opportunities. If we knew, most of us probably would change nothing. We would just keep going on and look for that safety net because deep down again, we're scared we're not okay. We're scared that our children won't be okay. We're scared we can't pay our mortgage. So if someone were to tell us, if you do this, everything will be stable and fine. Most of us would not move from the position that we're in. So uncertainty really is the beginning of all creativity. It's the beginning of all creation. So, but when we could start to see that, when we shift our relationship with uncertainty and start to see that within uncertainty, certainty, that's where everything's possible. And in a way, if you don't like your life today, it has to happen, change in the unknown. So when you start to kind of shift that relationship, you become more present in your life. And I think you actually achieve more, more of your goals because you're willing to engage full on in everything. And I guess for me, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm interested in that whole idea of fear um, and how that relates to um, in certain uncertainty and uh, being able to really embrace the maybe. So I'm a person who I'm, I'm a, I'm a planner. Um, and, and I know that I do have a difficult time if, if there's a way that I thought something was going to go and then it shifts, I'll eventually get there, but it takes me a little while to make a transition and to, and to kind of accept that, Hey, this isn't, this isn't going how I anticipated anticipated uh, and and kind of get myself around the new direction that that I'm going. Um, and you talk about in your book this idea that it's essential to live a full and authentic life. It, in order to do that, you have to really allow yourself to feel your emotions and allow yourself to shift. So how how do you work with people with that idea because you're trying to get them past this fear or past this uh, necessity to have um, certainty to feel safe and secure, but you also have to encourage them to embrace that fear and to work with those emotions. So how do you work with people taking them, taking them through that? Well, I'm so happy you brought this up because when I first started my spiritual practice, I read the book uh, the Power of Positive Thinking with Norman Vincent Peale. And I was so, I, I love the book. And I said, I'm going to try this. And no matter what happened during the day, whatever negative thought I had, I said, Allison, no, you cannot have a negative thought. You must stay positive. And all day long, every negative thought, I just suppressed it and tried to engage in this positive thinking. And by the time I went to sleep that night, I had a nightmare that my mother died, my father died, my mother-in-law died, my father-in-law died. I woke up from the nightmare, I fell asleep and had the same dream. And I, and I believe to this day that the reason why that happened is I didn't allow my thoughts to move through me. And I think what happens to many of us is that sometimes we try so hard to be positive and, and to have a good perspective. What happens is we actually catch that negativity within ourselves, almost like we brace ourselves, we close our hearts. And so in order to really engage in life full on is that we have to allow it. If the anger comes up, if the fear comes up, if the worry comes up, we have to allow ourselves and we have to be aware of it. This is how I'm feeling. Where the maybe comes in is that when you're ready, there's this place, there's this opening, there's this space where you say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. 
but maybe things can change. It's almost like you, you place a little opening, a little hole in that emotion. And when it's time, there's enough light, there's enough freedom, there's enough opening to pass through. And what I usually ask people to do is first, how are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling worried. Well, write that down. So you could write your biggest fear down. I'm afraid I'm never going to get another job. I'm afraid that my child's never going to make friends. And you allow it. You say, okay, this is what the feeling is. And then you ask yourself, am I absolutely certain this thought's true? Am I absolutely certain I'm never going to get another job? Am I absolutely certain my child will never make another friend? And most of the time we're not certain. And the minute you recognize you're, you're not certain, you ask yourself, what else is there? And then you go to the maybe. You start really big. Maybe everything's going to change. Uh, maybe this is good. Maybe I'm okay no matter what. And then you get more specific. Maybe I'm going to find another job. Maybe I need to call my friend Jane. And you just keep writing those maybe statements down. And if you do it for about 20 or 30 minutes, most of the time you're going to feel this shift in your heart, this little click where you recognize, okay, I have this one fear, but there's so much more that's possible. And if after 20 minutes you're not ready, then you just keep engaging in it day after day after day. And eventually you will get there because eventually we're, you're going to recognize that life has this opening. There is maybe. And so you go from this place of fear and total stuckness to this open place of maybe, and it could take time and that's okay. And, and so you're talking about this idea of moving to this open space of maybe. And, and for, for me, uh, getting my mind around this, the concept, I, I definitely get it. And I get um, how, how it can go into practice and how it can help you to be more open-minded. But as someone's going through this process, is there a tendency or could there be a possibility that maybe becomes a stuck place? Could you end up in, in almost a limbo because instead of saying, yes, I'm going to go here, no, I'm going to go here, you kind of stay in, in maybe. Does that ever happen? And, and if it does, how do you work through that with somebody? Well, the thing where I find it's, it's interesting is that for me, maybe always alleviates the fear that always pushes me forward. And I think sometimes where people get confused is maybe has nothing to do with the goal. You set your goal where you use maybe is where you get stuck. I mean, we all know that we, we could say, I'm going to start this business and next month I'm going to make $10,000 and you don't make $10,000. You make $5,000. That's where the maybe comes in. It's like, okay, well maybe I need to redo my marketing. Maybe I need to do something different. Maybe I could still be successful. So what it does, it actually helps you realign yourself with a new goal or figure out how to get to the goal you originally contemplated. So maybe doesn't, create more confusion actually builds resilience in you because it's the story we tell about how our lives are going to unfold, how we're going to get to that goal. So maybe kind of gives you this ability when, when uncertainty happens, when something unexpected happens, it allows you to unravel it without so much fear because you recognize, okay, just because this happened doesn't mean my goal is not going to happen. You know, I love that. Um, I'm a what if person. When I was a kid, I used to drive my mom crazy with it because I was like, what if, you know, what if, hey mom, what if, what if, I mean, I was just, you know, and that's how I am. I'm a, I'm a big optimist and, um, I grew up with, you know, very less than great conditions in my life. And, um, but I always had this strong belief, mostly about potential, like what a person is capable of doing. And, so when you're, I like the way you put this, because one of the biggest things that you said earlier that I'm still, you know, this is tying this all together for me is uncertainty is the beginning of creativity. I love that because I'm a high creative person and less than 10% of grownups operate with high creativity. When you're a kid, 
you know, you grow up, you know, you, you have unicorns, leviathans, like everything. And then as you grow older, it's like, there are no unicorns. There are no leviathans, you know, the Santa Claus is gone. Easter Bunny's gone. You know, I know that's kind of a simplistic approach, but that's what happens to us. It's like our creativity is beaten out of us almost. Um, but I like what you said about this whole, this condition uh, in, in, in the mode of where maybe is. And I feel like me being a what if person, it seems like maybe borrows a little bit from what if. That what if loans may be a little something for you to start looking for other options. Does that make sense? It, it makes total sense. And, and this also, this idea of maybe if you're able to be an optimist and you're able to sit, stay positive no matter what, you're not going to need a practice of maybe. It's, right. it's for the people that the negativity kind of wears on them. Right. I mean, a what if person would always be open. Well, OK, this is not working out. What if we did it this way? What if we did it this way? But other people live their lives. And the minute you don't get that job, the minute you don't get that client, the minute uh, you don't make that amount of money, it's like, oh, things aren't working out. I'm doomed. My life's never going to change. What am I going to do? And then you're all stressed. You're all worried. And what you really do is you shut down and you think that the life you want is not possible. And even if you're willing to get up the next day and try, your heart's not really open to everything. And that's what maybe does. It kind of brings you back to this, such an open space where you recognize whatever happened yesterday is not this moment and, and all things are possible. So it's just this tool, this cognitive tool, which keeps us, keeps us open to everything. And it doesn't let us kind of get stuck in that negativity for too long a period of time. And I hope that helps Megan's question as well. It's just, it, it's just a constant opening to everything that's possible. And it, it, it doesn't leave you in a wishy-washy place. It actually kind of builds resilience because you're willing to keep going out there in this uncertain world and do your best and try your best and dream. No, and I I, I definitely appreciate um, um, that. And I think that that really does help to clarify it for me because I think that um, if, if you are a person who listens to things and takes things in in a very sort of literal and linear way, um, and, you know, everybody processes things in a different way, they could hear maybe and just immediately go to, well, how do I ever move forward with that? So I think right. that that's a great explanation, that whole idea that maybe really has nothing to do with the goal. Maybe it's just a way that you work with moving through things and always having the ability to put something in a different perspective. A hundred percent. And, you know, sometimes it's tough. I mean, this conversation reminds me of um, a long time ago um, when I first this book was published by Pangern Random House. But originally I self-published it. And when I self-published the book, I would, I would give it around to anybody who, who I thought could need it. And this fellow, he lost his wife. And I gave him this book and he came back to me two weeks later and he said, Allison, I hate your book. He goes, my life will never be better. My wife is gone. And I, I, there's no maybe. And I remember I, I felt very like upset at that moment. And I, I questioned my work. It was, it was, I felt horrible that I gave him this book. And for a long time, I questioned, you know, like, is there always maybe is, is there, if there's breath, I used to say there's maybe. And about six months later, um, he came up to me and he thanked me. And he said, Allison, he goes, I just want to thank you for that book. When you gave it to me, I wasn't ready. I, I was mourning. I was grieving. He said, but, you know, after six months, I woke up one day and I said, maybe there's something else in my life to experience. Maybe there's more. And now he has a girlfriend two years later. And, it, and maybe doesn't say he's happier with his girlfriend than he was with his wife. But it allowed him over time to say, I'm here. Maybe there's something left for me to experience. So 
So there's, I, I thought just the really interesting is that there was a process, you know, he had to feel what he was feeling, but it came a time when he was willing and ready to open up. And, and now he's created a life for himself. His, his sons both graduated high school. They're both in college and his life has moved forward. Well, that's great. And I, I love that, that it was the process because everything has to go through a process and you know, the gift of maybe, um, and this is my own take. So I, I, I don't want to, you know, imply that this is what you mean, but I love the idea of using maybe as a, a way to break the cycles, you know, to help you even in the cyclical things, you know, there are seasons for everything I know, but they don't always have to repeat. It's not like the groundhog day movie where every day it has to be exactly the same. Um, but it is one of those shifts that the gift of maybe allows you when you allow yourself to go through the process, like, like what you said, when you stop saying, you know, I'm going to only think these positive things, but allow yourself to, to feel it, to roll with it, to, to experience it, to know that it's real, because once again, your uncertainty is the beginning of creativity, then maybe can borrow from what if, and as you're going through your cycle and these cyclical, you know, things of life, you actually become better at working with it. You know, you, you're now you allow yourself to sit on the edge of uncertainty and not be having a panic attack. Exactly. And there's also what's so interesting too, is that for me, this maybe practice actually stopped the future projections. It stopped my worry. The minute I say maybe, all of a sudden my mind, my mind calms down and I turn back to this moment and I become very present. And that's another gift maybe gives us because if you're not always worrying about tomorrow and if you're not always saying things are going to be bad and you realize that life has more hope and possibility, you, your mind calms and you become into this moment. And in this moment, we all know that's life's happening. And I find even when people are going through a difficult time, their child's sick, what's ever happening this maybe idea allows you to kind of just become so present that you could enjoy or pick something out of the moment, whether it's a smile or a cup of tea. So it also gives your life, yes, more creativity, but also more simplicity and more presence. And Allison, you you talk about this whole idea of the maybe mind and the daily exercise that that people can do uh, to really embrace this this whole idea of maybe and have it uh, become something that really adds to their life and helps them with presence and and maybe even to be um, more mindful and to be more thankful for the things that they do have, um, focusing on the good rather than focusing on on the negative. So, what are some habits and some routines that that you do or that you work with people on to really get started uh, with this whole practice of maybe? Well, the, the first thing, my favorite thing is that exercise I describe where you write down um, what's bothering you and then you ask yourself, are you certain it's true? And then you just write these maybe statements down for about 20 minutes and it really makes a huge difference because you go from this lockdown mindset to this open mindset. But what's also interesting is that people don't realize how often they shut down. See, just because we're not crying and we're hysterical, we don't realize all these limited moments we have during our day. We can go to work and we could have a colleague and he could irritate us. And every time he says something, we're judging him from yesterday and we're judging him from last year. And we don't realize that there's no opening for our relationship to move into. Or we could have a difficult relationship with our boss or our mother-in-law, or we could feel stuck at work on a project. So what you could do is in the morning, you could actually devote one area of your life to maybe. Um, you could say today, you know, this, this colleague I have, no matter what he says to me, I'm going to stay in maybe. I'm going to be so open and, and, and engage with him in a different way. So then he comes up to you in the morning and he says, hello, a way you don't like. 
you could say, okay, I, I've committed today. Maybe he, maybe that's how he says hello to people. Maybe he doesn't mean it. Maybe I'm going to give him some love back. Maybe we could work on a relationship. Maybe I'm just going to stay present. And it, again, it sounds so simple, but the minute you're allowing maybe into your life, you're allowing things to be different than yesterday and you're allowing things to be new for tomorrow. So if you are willing to pick different parts of your life to engage in, maybe you're going to find that things really start to change. And I, and I really like that idea with it's bringing other people into your world of maybe. So it's not just saying this is something that I'm going to do to help work on myself or to make myself more comfortable with the unknown. It's also bringing other people into that idea of relationship and it's applying it to other people so that um, you're really able to go into those different things with grace and you're not going in with those preconceived notions uh, because basically the way that I think isn't necessarily the way somebody else thinks. So let me go in with a maybe mind so that I can continue to, I guess, live life in a way where not everything has to be how I think it should be. Right. It, it's like maybe allows everybody in our lives to show up as their best self. Maybe allows every situation in our lives to be as creative and, and, and allows us to gauge in more possibilities. It just kind of allows this moment to give us everything, everything that's possible. And it, it's really so beautiful. We're just always holding on to yesterday. We're always afraid of tomorrow. And maybe just kind of puts us on this other playing field. And, um, and it, it really, for me, it's been, and it, it's made my life more expansive. And I feel so hopeful. And I, and I don't really get stuck that much anymore in, in every little thing that could happen. And believe me, yeah, all of us know that, right? Every single day, there are little things that just are always li little things and big things that are always kind of throwing us off course. But it's really going off course in our mind, right? It doesn't mean that our life is off course. That is so true. Um, I've been doing this thing. I'm a big words guy, so I may not use them the best way, <laughs> but um, I love looking at origins and stuff. And one that's fascinated me recently is respect. And how people just throw that around like, you know, respect this person, respect that person. And, you know, the, the word respect, you know, re means again, but but spect comes from spacer, which is like to look at. So we need to respect maybe. Have another look at maybe. You know what I mean? Look at it again. And that's what respect is, to look at it again, to look again at it and allow yourself to maybe see it differently. So I just want to let you know that's really cool because maybe is a word that drives me crazy <laughs> because, um, you know, I'll say to somebody, I'll ask them a question and they're like, well, maybe or possibly or, you know, and and I guess it's my reaction to it because I don't like it. But you've given me a whole new quote unquote respect for maybe I think that's really cool, Allison. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I think, but I, but I understand that piece. There's, you know, I've been challenged by people before that maybe is is kind of this word of of non commit, no commitment. And I guess you could use words many different ways, right? But for right. me, maybe is this tool to engage in life, to gauge in the unknown, and not be so afraid. And a way, you know, people who have faith, they're not afraid of uncertainty, right? They just say. I'll be okay no matter what. And maybe it's this cognitive tool that allows you to kind of hang out with the people who have faith, that allows you to hang out in the unknown, full on, ready, not afraid, and, and willing to just kind of figure out what, what's your best life, where's the best place to go. So I guess 
there are different ways to use this this beautiful word. And for me, it's it's just been this magical place that has really opened up my life and and the people that I work with. Well, it's sitting in a better seat in my mind now. <laughs> I will now say when somebody says maybe to me, I'm going to look at it differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that's possible. And you know what's so interesting too? No is shutting down. And, and sometimes we have to say no. Right. But possibly when they're saying maybe, they're saying I'm willing to contemplate what right. you're saying. Right. And that's the beginning, right? My willing to contemplate is the opening to the next, the next decision that I'm going to make. And if I'm willing and if I'm open, if I'm contemplating, I'm more likely to get there than I am if I'm afraid and I'm saying no, and I'm saying life's not going to work out. So possibly, you know, there's another question if they say maybe. <laughs> well, Allison, I, I, I love this personally because I am one of those people that says maybe to Tim a lot. <laughs> so I'm glad that he has a, a perspective that that just means I'm thinking about all the possibilities. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You you've helped us with our um our work uh here. <laughs> I'm gonna have to send the both of you a bill then. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> See, you shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> we'll give you our address. It's actually we're your neighbors, so send it next door. <laughs> um, so this show is called Uphill Conversations, Allison, and um, you know what we like to say is your current condition does not match your emerging future because maybe it's a possibility. Right. And it's a what if thing. Anything worth having is uphill, but you can't go uphill with downhill habits. That's what we like to tell people. But on the hill, it's a challenge. You know, if you see any cyclists now, we are not cyclists, but you got to you you have to respect what these guys do because, you know, that's a lot of work. They got to they got to deal with gears. They got to deal with hill condition, other riders that to learn to draft, that to learn to lead. Um, they may be fighting through injury. They may feel like they didn't get enough sleep. I mean, all the challenges to go uphill to get that yellow jersey like they'll get in Tour de France. So um, we like to get um, our guests to maybe talk about an uphill, a recent uphill challenge, if you can, that you've overcome and, you know, and, and, you know, what was it and how did you overcome it as you were heading toward your emerging future? Well, you know, it's so interesting. The story of the book, the story of the gift of maybe I um very early on, I, I got an agent and I was super excited. I was like, I have an agent and this book's going to be published. I was rejected 45 times. Uh, in the book, I say 20 or 25, but, but I never bothered to count. I actually counted it recently and it was 45 times. Yeah. And, um, you know, someone else might have been in a situation where they were like, this is not going to happen. And I really, I stayed in maybe. I stayed in maybe all the way. And I was like, well, maybe there's something else. Maybe there's another way. Maybe I can do this. And I actually self-published the book and I didn't want to hold it anymore. And I didn't know what was going to happen. And every single moment I stayed in, maybe at first, not a lot of people were reading it. I couldn't get on a radio show. I couldn't get a writing gig. And I just said, well, maybe there's something else. Maybe I need more time. Maybe this, maybe that. And I kept searching. And then one day someone told me that people give their books away for free sometimes. And I stayed in maybe, and I applied to this place called BookBub when it wasn't really popular. And they picked me up and 30,000 people downloaded my book and it became a bestseller in three days. Mm -hmm. And then Penguin Random House bought my book. And I think about the old me before I found maybe I probably, well, I probably wouldn't have written the book because it took a while to get the agent. And I probably, when the, when the book, the publishers rejected me, I probably would have just sat on it. But this idea of maybe allowed me to keep going into uncertainty and say, what's more, what's possible? What else can I do? 
what else can happen? And, and ever since the book was published, I'm on the radio all the time. I write for big publications. I have another book coming out soon. And it was really this idea, this opening that allowed this, allowed me to keep engaging in uncertainty and, and not stopping. And I think that was a really great, it was, it was tough because there were a lot, there was a lot of rejection. So yes, it was riding uphill, but maybe gave me the courage every minute to keep on the journey. And I guess that would be my maybe story. And my uphill story. <laughs> and Allison, I, I really, I really enjoy that because it, you know, hearing your story, it's, it's not all that different from a lot of other people that we talk to who have these really great things to share, um, whether it's something within themselves, something that they want to share with the world, but you know, it doesn't always go the way you want it to the first time. You know, you have a great thing that you want to give to someone or that you want to put out into the world. It could be uh, a new business idea that you want to start. It could be um, just, you know, a book. It could be really any number of things. And I think that it's great to have that, just that idea, whether it's maybe what if, being optimistic, uh, how you're looking at it, that just because you get a no the first time, it might not be a no. It's just maybe not right now. Um, maybe not right now. So um, I, I really enjoy that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, well, one more thing that that I would really like to know, um, and you mentioned that you've got a new book coming out, but over the next 12 months, uh, what are three things that you are optimistic about? Um, and it could be personal or professional. Well, um, Huh. Well, on a personal note, my daughter's going off to college in September, which is in a couple of weeks. So I'm really um, optimistic that uh, this will be a beautiful new beginning for her. So that's a big transition. Mm -hmm. um, I'm optimistic about the world. I, I know that a lot of people think that um, it, it's, it's not going in the right direction, but I, I feel there's a rising of consciousness and awareness and um, I think things are going to change for the better. And I'm holding a lot of hope and a lot of maybe for all of us, for humanity. Um, and three, um, I don't know. I, I'm in maybe. The third is, I guess I'll hold the maybe. I have no idea what this year will bring, but I'm, I'm willing to engage in all that's possible. And that, that always makes me feel pretty wonderful. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And uh, Tim and I have really enjoyed having you on uh, Uphill Conversations today. And um, we would love to know for our listeners, where can they go to connect with you? Where can they find you? Well, I just want to say one thing that this concept sounds so easy and it sounds so simple, but it, it's so profound when you feel like you're shutting down and you feel like life's not going to work out. And this little word, this little word of maybe brings you hope and brings you courage and resilience. And it, it really can change your life because it, it allows you to go back out into the world, even when you're not sure what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. Um, my website is allisoncarman.com. Um, I write a lot about spirituality and parenting. I write for psychology today, Huff post, mind, body green, and my book is available at all major bookstores and online. So, um, that's how someone would find me or get in touch with me. Well, thank you once again, Allison. This has been great, and we hope you've enjoyed your time with us. Oh, this has been great. This has been another episode of Uphill Conversations, and um, always remember you can be more, do more, and have more. Your reasons for being, doing, and having are for you to figure out and not anyone else. 
Um, remember, your current condition does not match your emerging future. Anything worth having is uphill, but you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. But most importantly, you will see me, Megan, and Allison on the hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co. See you on the hill.